Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Well, Trey, I must say that I'm going to let you answer a couple of these questions that I've gotten uh, on our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. I'll start with the snake. Who is responsible for the game time being changed to 12 o'clock? I want an apology. I have a pickleball match at a very exclusive club at 10 o'clock, and Corky's is catering barbecue. Does the U of A not care about the fans? Well, that was the first question I asked Sam Pittman. I asked him kind of tongue-in-cheek, you know, are you worried you're going to mess up tailgating a little bit? And he kind of took it a little more serious. He's like, I'm not worried at all. But I spoke to him afterwards. I was like, well, you usually say you like the fans to get a little lathered up and everything. It's going to be hard to do, uh, harder to do with a noon kickoff. I think they probably probably going to impact attendance by about 10,000 or so by uh, by Ooh. moving it to noon. That but, much? Uh, you think it'll be Oh, yeah, it'll move. Much? It'll significantly. Because a lot of people just, you know, a lot of people are going out there to tailgate and are going to teeter back and forth. Should I go to the game? It's so much fun out here. You know, that's that's just kind of what you get. It's a, it's a fun tailgating spot. I think it will absolutely impact attendance just from the tailgating aspect and, and moving it up earlier because now, you know, you kind of got to you got to get up and, you know, not in a hurry, but you gotta you don't have time to lollygag, you know, when you when you want to go to the game. So, <laughs> I think it'll absolutely impact the attendance a little bit, and uh, that's just, I mean, you run that risk, I guess. You you know, it's obviously going to be more humid and a little hotter in Little Rock than it is in Fayetteville, but you you kind of run the risk with a September game that you schedule for three o'clock. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, you know, in Fayetteville it would be it would be rough too at three o'clock. I can just I can see the fans sitting in the north end zone in those luxury seats, um, just getting blasted by the sun <laughs> in Fayetteville, also. So, um, you know, they are busing, which I thought they had quit doing that. Uh, I thought they had started at least flying one way, but they're going to bus down and back. Um, so I think it just makes more sense. Kerwin Bell, we spoke to him today head coach at Western Carolina, and he was just basically like, you know, they, his uh, director of football operation was staying in touch of, with it. He didn't have any problem with moving the game to noon, probably prefers it actually um, to be a little bit earlier. So uh, that's what happened. Sorry about the pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this also from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Josh says, Trey, you always say that a good running back will bite as a freshman. Yeah. What do you expect out of a freshman cornerback and what would be biting as a freshman well it's different for every position running back you can run or you can't you know you usually got to work on your pass pro and you know obviously you get bigger and stronger faster throughout your career but usually it's running back it's about being a natural runner with the football cornerback is you know so much more technique and, and things like that uh, so I do think it's harder to get a cornerback on the field I think it's dangerous to get a safety on the field kind of the last line of defense when you're when they're a freshman there's been some guys that have done it but it seems like they always cost you and you know linebacker it feels like it kind of takes 
at least half a season before you get a freshman linebacker totally ready. There's been guys that, you know, have been turned into great linebackers. Dre Greenlaw, for example. Dre was absolutely thrown into the fire. You know, I can remember going back and looking at him, uh, the Auburn game that year, where they just went at him every single time. And the time that Arkansas finally shipped, uh, finally stopped him, they lined him up somewhere and then shifted him right before the snap. And uh, it messed him up. And they ended up having to, I believe, kick a field goal or something. Arkansas ended up winning the game. But, um, yeah, it's just different for every position. And as far, as far as Isaiah um, Augustive, you got to work on that, Augustive. But it's just like Augusta National Golf Course, Augusta. But it's Augusta. Uh, but I think that I don't know if we'll see him just a ton right out of the gate because there are a lot of running backs on this roster. The running backs get banged up here and there. And there will come a time where they need him to get some reps and he'll have an opportunity to show that he should get more in that situation. So we'll see how much we, we get to see him on Saturday. But, uh, you know, you've still got, you know, Dominic Johnson. Who Dominic, I don't know if he's going to ditch the knee brace. Still got a knee brace on his right knee. Uh, he's had it all fall camp um, and has been playing with it. So I don't know when he plans on ditching that. He did ditch it way earlier last year, obviously. Um, and then you've got, uh, you know, A.J. Green, Rashad Devenian, of course, Rocket. Uh, but all those guys are, are going to want some carries, at least in the first game. And, you know, you don't, you don't want to overdo it if you don't have to, if you can – take care of business like you need to then you know maybe you get to ben, or excuse me you get uh uh Augusta some uh, some carries walk and talk baby walk and talk let's uh never mind okay all right this from our Asher Record Service company live fan feedback uh this from Mark he says question for Trey Trey I had a very nice cry and walk yesterday Thinking about this season, I do think Arkansas will win the game, but I think we'll be by only three or seven points as I have no confidence in this offensive line in the country. I think we'll go four and eight this year while also I'm losing to BYU. All hope is lost, and I'm crying myself to sleep even as I type this. Your thoughts? I think that's a great way to approach life. Uh, I think that's <laughs> – well, um, I think that they're going to take care of it. Now, Western – Western Carolina, I've been, you know, doing some research on them. Obviously, we spoke to Kerwin Bell. I've been watching uh, some highlights of them, what I can find. Georgia Tech, um, uh, Chattanooga, I believe, was the other team they played. I think they were ranked 15th nationally when they played them. But uh, they're not, like, they're not big at the skill spots. You know, Bell was talking about that today. They like to, you know, they like to go out and get guys that are football players versus getting somebody who's 6'2 that's, you know, not super heavily recruited by the major colleges that's not going to develop much. They would rather have somebody who's 5'8 and uh, and has a lot of potential as an explosive player, uh, just gives up some size. But on the offensive line, it's not that. I'm going through their offensive line, and he thinks he's got three starters up front, but they've got some – I mean, they got a guy who's 6'8", 3'10", 6'6", 320 or so. I mean, they've got a few guys – uh, that are pretty big players return their center from last year also. So haven't really gotten into the defense yet, but, you know, they have some players here and there. It's just about the difference is going to be, you know, the depth that Arkansas has compared to them and just having somebody at every single spot, whereas they're going to most likely have a hole here and there. But Kerwin Bell knows, I mean, obviously he was drafted in the NFL and played at Florida, quarterback, so he's he knows what – big football is. I thought it was interesting. He's never been to the state of Arkansas. So he's been to almost every state in the country, but has never been to Arkansas. Um, 
but I would say if you think four and eight, then um, you know you probably do pretty well on the Bet Saracen app. And <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you want to put your money there, then go ahead and do it, I guess. But uh, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. There you go. I love it. Let's talk to. Are you with us this time, Patrick? Good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Sorry, I got disconnected there. I uh, had to answer a phone call. I apologize. All so right. I have missed out on the last about two or three minutes of, of y'all's uh, show. Arkansas is going four and eight. That's all you missed. Well, that, <laughs> I did. I, I heard just a, a second ago. So here's my question. I had a friend call me today and tell me that he thinks that the Hogs would go five and seven at the best and three and nine at the worst. And I think that they have a lot better of a chance of going nine and three than three and nine. And that's kind of, so I'm kind of glad I'm kind of piggybacking on that one. I just don't see a chance of, uh, I mean, there's always a chance. I know that we're not going to say unbelievable because Rick, Rick, but um, (laughs) I know, I I just, I really have a feeling that we're not going to be looking at a season like that. We don't have Chad Morris as a uh, coach and, I really think uh, Sam is the right guy for this job, and I think he's going to be here for a while. And I, I'm, I'm happy with Sam. So I, I just wanted to get y'all's input, what you thought. Uh, if there was a choice and you had to pick one of the two, which would you pick, nine and three or three and nine? Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Okay. I guess our, is, your, is Trey's response, he hung up too fast, going to be your response? In other words, is this, this guy is telling you three and nine or five and seven – Whatever Trey says, I, I guess Trey, you're going to be his response. Yeah. Well, he said, were they rather? But I pick them to go nine and three before three and nine. I would definitely say nine and three, in my opinion. I mean, they would have to have just some catastrophic issues. They got KJ Jefferson coming back. You know, I mean, I can't think of any like third-year starting quarterbacks, recent memory. You know, that just had disaster senior years, unless you know you had like an overall you know, coaching change. Um, so K.J. Jefferson is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. He's proven that. I just don't – I don't see <laughs> – I don't see a 3-9, and 5-7. and seven. I think they have a better team than they had last year. I think the schedule, despite the four-game stretch in the middle, I think it shapes up better for them. They have Rocket Sanders. I mean, to me – there's a lot of people out there. Who there's a four and eight guy, and there's a three and nine guy, five and seven ceiling guy. <laughs> so, um, to me, I would I would just be really surprised. And you know, I, it's not just me. I talk to other people. You know, obviously, I talk to people you know inside the program that you know have information for me from time to time. But just other people who are observing practice and have been out there watching, and I'm just like, what What do you think? I mean, I feel like they've got a pretty good team, and. I haven't run across anybody who's been out there who's like, oh, no, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> I mean, everybody seems to think that they've got a pretty good squad. Let's talk with Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. I do. Uh, Trey, I want to uh, throw out a little hypothetical for you here. Okay. Uh, what if Arkansas had Georgia's schedule this year? Yeah, Georgia's got a pretty soft schedule. I, the correct answer is that I should have answered like a coach and say I don't deal in hypotheticals. That's a, that's a coach answer. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but if they had Georgia's schedule, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and look at it again because it's been a bit, but I, I know that they have like probably the 
one of the three easiest schedules in the SEC this year. Yeah, and I think if if they spread those four games out just a little bit more, I would feel a little bit better about it. I mean, I get they're all what they are. It's just the way they're all kind of packed in there together. Nine and three is to me, or ten two is kind of their ceiling for me too. And this is another thing I don't see. If if they do lose some games this year, I think they're going to be competitive in every one of them. I really do. I, I don't see a game. You just said it. Not only bringing KJ back, but you know it's, it's another thing you said on your podcast. If you look at this team, keep asking me. My dad asked me, "Man, is our defense going to be better this year?" And I said, "Dad, <laughs> this is a whole new group." I, yeah. you, know, you don't keep up with it like that. <laughs> yeah, we've lost. I don't Charlie know if y'all there. are losing him. I'm losing yeah. him. But well. I will say, you know, to me, the defense—seventy percent of the defense—if you look at starters and defensive coaches, seventy percent of the defense is new from last year. To me, it just—it stands on its own. You know, last year's defense was terrible. As I said yesterday, if this defense is terrible, it's not because last year's defense was terrible. It's because they're terrible on their own merit a new passing game coordinator new secondary coach new defensive coordinator and then the only position group that needed continuity was defensive line first time a defensive line coaches have returned in five years and deke adams um, i think they're going to be better on defense i, I just do um, you, you think about the four game stretch in the middle of the season obviously you'd like you know on the outset to move it around but Things sure do open up pretty nice with three games to, to get into that stretch. You know, a, kind of a progressively harder stretch of games with an FCS opponent and F, you know, a, a group of five opponent, and then uh, you jump into to BYU, a team that you know they should beat from a talent perspective. Doesn't mean they will. I look at every game on here, and I think individually Arkansas has a chance to win all of them. Now Alabama, you're going to have to get some some luck for that to happen. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're going to win all of them. I'm just saying you look at each one. From the outset, this you know this season, I don't. I wouldn't say that they've got no shot at any of them. Alabama would be the toughest, in my opinion. Going to Baton Rouge would be tough, also, obviously. But that four-game stretch in the middle looks daunting. But without that four-game stretch, you know, the back end wouldn't look you know so pleasing. I, th- I think the back end of the schedule shapes up pretty well too. Um, you know, Auburn ought to be improved by then, I think. You'd like to catch them a little bit earlier in the season. But Auburn, um, you know, you get them in Fayetteville. And you look at uh, Florida, I think this is the best Arkansas team that will ever go to Gainesville. And ever? I think it's to this point. There is a future. Okay, to this point. To this point. <laughs> okay. I don't hey, deal in hypothetical got, futures. Hey, that team that got beat. <laughs> Because of officiating, that was a pretty good team yeah. too. It was a good team. That was 2019. I think this team's better than that. Okay. Uh, but also, on, you know, on the other side of that, I think this might be the worst Florida team that Arkansas will have played in Gainesville. Huh? We'll get to see them Thursday night. They play at Utah. That's a tough yeah. opener for them. Yeah. Tough opener for them. They lost that game last year. You know, there's some that say Napier could be on the hot seat already. You know, Florida is kind of becoming the new Auburn in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. They look they look to find ways to fire you quick there. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what Florida has. Obviously, they have, you know, they had a guy like Anthony Richardson, and what, they win seven games last year? Is that right? They win seven? Uh, they win six or seven. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. And, they, you know, he, and he wasn't very good for them, and then he was the fourth guy picked in the draft. Yep. Yep. So, you know, it's it, – 
who's their quarterback? Graham Mertz? Yeah. Yes. Would you take KJ Jefferson or Graham Mertz? Oh my gosh, no comparison. You know? Yeah, no comparison. You don't always win that conversation when you're talking about Florida quarterbacks. Right. They've had a big history. All right, let's squeeze in Houston. Houston, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, Trey, I just got a quick question, and, and then I'll hang up uh, and listen. Um, big fan of K.J. Jefferson. Obviously, he's had a lot of success at Arkansas. Just curious as to uh, what are your thoughts on K.J. under the new offensive scheme, and, and how do you think he'll do running this new offense this year? And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Houston. You know what's popped in my head a few times here and there is uh, is Auburn that year they changed from the spread with but they had Cam Newton <laughs> to uh, to a pro style attack when they had Kyle Frazier. Obviously, it's a change in quarterback, a different situation, but that kind of blew up in Gene Chizik's face. I don't think that's going to happen with Arkansas. Uh, I just think they return you know a lot of veteran players, including the quarterback, running back. You know, I, I think it's going to be good for KJ I think it'll be good for him on the next level I've said that kind of before we'll just we'll see how good a play caller that Dan Enos is I do think that from as far as a quarterback coach Arkansas did get an upgrade there I don't mean that any slight to Kendall Browse I've said before they put up 471 yards a game of offense their biggest problems were moving the chains in short yardage and you know especially inside the 20 around the goal line that's where that offense really struggled last year but I think this offense will be good for KJ. You think you're going to see a lot of balls downfield, a lot of throws over the middle, which people clamor for a lot. That also means putting the ball in a little more jeopardy at times. But uh, you're going to see a lot more of that. And I think you're going to see a whole lot of screen passes and throws to the tight end. Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.